Strictly Baseball. I'm Jacob Brown, joined by Rory Tedimer. Top 10 center fielders here on Rankham today. And this is a list that is really entertaining with a lot of upside, a lot of talent. Uh, center field, one of the most entertaining positions to watch on a baseball field. And uh, it's going to be a fun list to go over today. WBC starts this week for Team USA. Dominican Republic taking a hit with Vlad Guerrero Jr. going down with a knee injury. And now the rumor is that Jamer Condelario will go over and play first base. Uh, and Rory's got something to say here. Yeah, did you see who's starting for us game one? Yeah, Wayno. What the hell is up with that? Well, you're facing Great Britain. I guess. Just yeah, is he already playing mind games? I don't have to throw anyone good if I'm playing Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, I saw the best uh, player list for each country that I have no idea who the UK's is. Yeah, no well, all right, then that makes sense. I just didn't like game one. I'm seeing Wayno on the mound. That should be the last time he pitches in the whole series, honestly. Oh, First time, last time. Smell you. Show some respect. I got no respect. He didn't even Hall pitch of Famer. Pitch. I got no respect. Is he a Hall almost, of Famer? Almost lost me a fantasy championship last year. He got me like uh, negative 14. Yeah, he was he was five and die last year, that's for sure. But uh gonna be a fun time. It's on the Fox Sports channels. Uh, on all four, it's like all over the place. Like there's one on Tubi or something. I'm like, what is that? I've, I've never even watched that channel, but uh, really? yeah, no. It's, uh, not so a, maybe... it's not a channel. It's an app. Oh, <laughs> so that's owned by Fox. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. All right. We'll, we'll get to the top 10 center fielders. Now the mean value for the position is 9.1. We value the position based on a lot of different factors Batting average, home runs, and batting average will trigger some people right off the bat, no pun intended. Home runs, RBIs, on base, WOBA, there you go, stat people. Uh, weighted drunk created plus, we got the OPS in there, stolen bases, and then DRS and OAA. They all have certain values to them. There's also it factors that we add for if you've got championship MVPs, we think you're clutch. And have a pair of balls. So that's uh, that's how we value it. And then injuries are factored in and rookies are factored in on how, like, let's say a rookie didn't get enough games. We're going to give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because they can't control when they're called up necessarily. And then for injuries, if you have a consistent history, like a guy on this list, we're going to dock you some points. And if it's a one-time thing, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt saying, well, if he was healthy, we know he'd be who he usually is, like a Bryce Harper. So. Let's get started with number 10 on this list. Very low, and he's a guy that going into this season, a lot of people had in the MVP conversation, the Cuban guy from the Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert. And he is a guy that is a five-tool player, steals bases, power, average, good defense, maybe a little overrated on that defense, but all-around good player. The problem is he doesn't play a lot of games. And uh, so... 111 wager on credit plus. That's good, not great. 319 OBP has got to go up. But the year before, it was 378, but only 40 points over his average 338. You can deal with a 378 OBP when you're hitting 338. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying his walk rate is not that high historically. So Robert is a young player with a ton of upside, and I think he's going to be on these top tens for the rest of his career. Yeah, no, I, it's a guy I like for sure. Um, and 10, you know, seems extremely reasonable given the fact that he is uh, injured all the time. I mean, he's just a guy guy that cannot stay healthy. 
um, for a team that needs him to stay healthy. I mean, you're talking about he's had expectations the past two seasons for sure. Um, ever since that 2020 season, uh, you know, they always thought he was the next the next best thing. And I'm sure, um, you know, they probably still are hoping that he can turn out to be something this year. Uh, but 98 games in 2022 and 68 in 2021 is not going to do it. Uh, you, you're going to need more from him. And it's, uh, you know, that's going to be the tail of the tape, I think, for him. If he can't stay healthy the whole career, he might, you know, be up. If he's not healthy this year, would you just knock him off the list? I could easily see him off the list, especially with who's coming in. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. There's some guys on the just miss, which all, well, we can just say now, because yeah. it kind of just helps this. At the exact same point value at four, the reason I made the decision was just track record a little bit. Jose Siri from the Tampa Bay Rays had four points, all from defense. He is a tremendous defender in center field. The Rays love their defense. Harrison Bader from the Yankees. Injuries dock him, so he he doesn't get the points from really anything because he doesn't play enough games. Cody Bellinger, we all know why he didn't get enough points. Dylan Carlson misses with three and a half. And, uh, you know, looking to the future, I think Corbin Carroll from the Diamondbacks and Riley Green from the Tigers are going to be dudes that are going to be competing for this next year. And then uh, Kevin Kiermeyer was injured all year. I don't like him, but it uh, doesn't mean he's not an elite defender in center field. And if he even has a decent year offensively, he'll be challenging for this. So while it may have been a weak year maybe for center field, and you might look at the bottom half as like, ugh, a little bit, um, it, it's going to improve too. Yeah. But what do you say to, I mean, honestly, I like the list. Um you know, there's a lot of good, a lot of good actual pieces that I, I was kind of underrating this position a little bit, I guess. This is, a, this is definitely a decent list here. Um, but what do you say to the fact that in the World Series, there was two center fielders that aren't even close to sniffing the list? Well, I mean, you know, Chaz McCormick, that surprised me a little bit because his way to drunk creative plus was pretty good, all that. But he doesn't hit a lot of home runs. He doesn't drive in a lot of runs. His average floats around 250, and he has average defense. Uh, and then Brandon Marsh, as a center fielder, not great defensive metrics, and he's not a good hitter. So, um, I, you know, they just don't get in. I mean, he, they just don't. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 um, No, but, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you don't really have to, um, I mean, really compete there if it's, uh, you know, just getting defense and getting hits when you can. I guess you don't even have to be a top 10 player. I mean, which one of these guys has won a World Series? None of them. Um, and that's why we are not seeing a lot of it factor at all on this uh, on this entire you know ranking here uh, because none of these center fielders have won a World Series or even, you know, kind of done well in the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, I guess center field, you know, kind of a position that you'll take if you have a good one, obviously. But um, I would honestly go and say that you can kind of slack a little bit there and go for more mm -hmm. defensive type, uh, you know, player. Oh, absolutely. Like once you drop out of the top 10, like look at the just mitt. It's all, I mean, Bellinger might not hit, but his defense is also in the upper tier. So he's still valued. It's kind of like Joey Gallo that he gets valued for that. So it's weird because the next guy on our list, uh, I usually, you know, we usually let you go number nine, but it was kind of a good segue. I'm sorry. I had to deviate from the nine this week, Rory, uh, but Four and a half points. <laughs> He's nodding his head, everyone. Uh, from the San Diego Padres, four and a half points. Trent Grissom, he doesn't hit. He hit 184. That's not good at all. Um, 
he didn't even make my list. And his OEP is not good, but his defense, he's probably top three at defense. And that's how he gets in. Yeah, no, I don't. I He's the one guy I don't think I'd have on my list out of this 10. Um, and I put, I put someone else in there. Uh, nothing. I'm not scared of him at all. Uh, but he is a part of that Padres team that had a great defense in the NLCS. Uh, the only thing they couldn't defend was balls over the fence. So that's uh, that's the big thing there. Um, and that's that's the problem they're going to have this year as well with you, Darvish, throwing meat. Um, so that's uh, that. Trent Grisham is, you know, he is what it is, a defensive player first, and that's kind of what you're getting out of it. If the Padres can be the one to, you know, flip the switch here where, hey, we're going to take a defensive player and win the World Series, which is what they're expected to do, um, I'd say right now Padres should be the favorites coming out of the NL, I would assume. Uh, just given how much money they spend and, you know, the, the offseason they just had. So maybe they flip the switch there and actually have a center fielder in the top 10 be, um, you know, a defensive-minded guy that doesn't really have to hit for you, and that could just change everything I just said uh, before. But he's a guy that I don't have on my list for sure. Yeah, no. I, I, no. It, it's just if he just raises that average, we'll see. But I agree with you. He's I don't put a guy on there for hitting 184, so – um, at number eight, here's the opposite of everything. This is a guy that's never played center field in his life, so I didn't even factor in defense. He gets in purely on his offense with five points. Is Jazz Chisholm, uh, 860 OPS in limited time, but he didn't play a lot. And so there's a ton of questions with this guy. He's on the cover of MLB The Show 23 because he's a big personality with a lot of swag, and he hits home runs, and he's got a lot of upside and potential. But staying on the field and now learning a new position, we'll see for Jazz this year. A guy with way too much swag for second base. That's for that's for goddamn sure. <laughs> um, you're talking about the Marlins here that went out and got three second basemen uh, to all play different positions. So um, it's it's all over the place there. I think you know he actually could excel in center field. I've watched a few of his defensive highlights already just through spring training. Um, which honestly, if I'm him, I'm if I'm the Marlins, I'm putting him out there as much as I can in these games just to get him the reps because uh, that's what you need as a as a center fielder that hasn't done it before. Yeah, uh, you're just gonna need those reps coming in on balls, going back on balls. Uh, it's it's something that you just gotta you know keep working with repetition wise. Uh, it's completely different than second base because second base you got all the time in the world. It's ground balls and you're feeling good, but um, I think I think you know he taken on the role very well and a guy I, I would have in my top 10 for sure, probably right around this range just because uh, he hasn't done anything. No, I'm totally with you. He's got to be on there for the bat and, and for like, if I'm here next year and he is fine defensively, the bat's already there projection wise. So it's like, I'd feel kind of dumb if I didn't, uh, didn't get him on there. So <laughs> number seven, this is a guy that I criticize a lot and is the reason why I made the injury point. Uh, and it docks Byron Buxton. This is a dude who has not played 100 games in four years. You can't dock him for COVID, but it's just the facts. 87 games in 19, 39 games. Well, again, can't count 2020. Uh, 61 games in 2021 and 92 last year. But in those 92 games, he had 28 bombs. But 224 average, 306 OVP. Don't like that. It still comes out to a good Advanced stat with the 137 weighted drunk created plus with those home runs, 833 
OPS, and we know his defense. He can pick it out there. 8 DRS, 8 OAA. Stay on the field, Byron Buxton. We want to see what you can do. Really, uh, especially for a Twins team that's kind of hopeless without him. Uh, he's their you know, their main offensive guy, and if you paired actually him with Correa for a you know full season, you'd be looking at something pretty big there. Uh, they won the Central, right, this year? No, Guardians. Guardians won. Okay, did they? They didn't make playoffs. Twins. No. Okay, so they missed it. No. Um, but yeah, I mean the guy, the guy that you know you smell for injury. Uh, Thirty-nine games, even in twenty twenty. I mean, you're missing twenty-one games there. That's yeah. still that's still terrible. Uh, so a guy that just can't stay healthy. And what is his injuries? What what are what's messing him up? I don't know. I mean, a lot of them are muscle stuff, but uh, they're they're not like hit by pitch, broken bone. I don't think. But so, they're not like torn ACLs. I don't. I don't know, but like, I don't know. I, I, Buxton's a really weird case. Yeah, it's a, just guy like, that, a guy that can do it. Uh, it can be an MVP, I think, if he, you know, has a full season, uh, you know, going for him. Because I mean, twenty-eight bombs in ninety-two games is very impressive. And if you actually had the average with that, uh, that'd be you know something to watch. He does he steal bags? He used to. Used to. Yeah, and then the injuries—they told him to stop. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, he he had a th- he had he had three oh six with nineteen bombs in sixty one games, and uh, so that's at least a forty home run season. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that twenty twenty one uh you know stat line there because then he's also I mean, got that's MVP. He's got the one oh five OPS as well. I mean, you're looking you're looking good with a ten DRS. I mean, you're feeling good there. Uh, you know, just through sixty one games, if you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, then you're feeling you know like you got this guy. Over under a hundred games. Are you placing a bet this year on on the over or the under? I don't know. What's his injury? Let me, let me see what Byron Buxton's injury is. Yeah, this has got to be investigated. I, I was thinking about that. Like, if someone was just like, "Are you going to put a bet on this over under for a hundred? It's like, well, clearly the track record. But like, is it really going to happen again to where he doesn't play under games? He was signed to a major contract, and if he doesn't play to a lot of games, that's a problem. For the organization. This is nuts, dude. He's had like 20 injuries. Um, and MLB or Fox Sports has it. Byron Buxton injuries. And it's uh, August 22nd, 2022, hip injury. On the 2nd of August, knee injury. On July 23rd, knee injury. Uh, so it looks like knee, hip, knee, hip, knee, hip. Hand back in 2021, which looks like it sidelined him the entire time. So that might have been a broken hand. Um Hip, knee, hamstring, illness, uh, concussions for a little bit, all over the place, dude. I mean, migraines in 2018. Why don't you just suck it up there, buddy? Um, <laughs> come on now. But that's uh, oh, I, I 20 injuries, and Fox Sports literally just has a running list for it. So knee, hip, and then it looks like he had a broken hand in 2021. Um, okay. Will I put the over on 100 games? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. That's not an answer. I, I'll put the over on 92 and a half. I'll, that will be his most games played ever. <laughs> I'll put the over on. All right, yeah. I mean, I'll do the over just because I want to see it, I would, just to be nice and because I hate on him all the time for missing time. All right. <laughs> Give us number six. All right, coming in at number six with a with a mean of eight here, so half a point over Byron Buxton. The man who's a pirate but wants out of Pittsburgh is Brian Reynolds. 
Uh, you know, a guy who is looking for a lot of money, I think he's actually getting a decent, like, the offers the Pirates have given him, I, I don't know what he's looking for because he's not, uh, you know, super talented. <laughs> super, like, he should not be commanding that. Uh, and you look right at the defense because that's glaring. Uh, negative 14 DRS with a negative 7 OAA in 2022 where he played 145 games. Uh, a 262 hitter, you know, that has the potential to be 300. He did it twice in, you know, 2021 and 2019. Um, 189 in 2020 is hilarious. Uh, 27 bombs, 62 RBIs. Obviously, you know, that a lot of that goes into the team he's on, which is the Pirates and, you know, the dismal offense. So he's not going to get a lot of RBIs. But um, the offers I've seen for him have completely been reasonable, and the only thing that's keeping him away is probably he wants to compete. Uh, he wants out of Pittsburgh. You know, that's I... not a good I don't know. I think he's worth more than what they're offering him for. I mean, if you well, no, he's getting great offers. I mean, the thing is, though, is that yeah, the defense is bad, but you can move wherever he's going to go. I guarantee you, they shift him to a corner, and and he his twenty twenty one is incredible. Three hundred two, three ninety OBP, ninety RBIs that year with the twenty four bomb, nine twelve OPS. The defense even he had a ten OAA in twenty twenty one. So it's like he has that in him. He had a 6 DRS, 10 OAA in 2020, 7 DRS in 29. So this was the first year of really bad defense even. He's a switch hitter, and not many center fielders have consistent OPSs of 800 and above, and he's been up to 900 of points. So it's like I, like I understand, and he's entering his prime, and he's never been in like a legit lineup. So I, I see why he'd be like, no, I want to go somewhere else like the Dodgers because they don't have a center fielder or left fielder of the future. Go he's out there. Eight, he's looking for eight years, $134 million. Yeah, why not? What does that come out to be? 134 And they offered him six for 80 Which would make him the highest paid player in team history, and he declined it. Six years, eighty million dollars. Yeah, he's worth at least yeah. Way no, that's more a, than that. no, that's a bad. That's an extension. Yeah, um, for he, a bad player, covered, for like, no, that's an extension for a twenty-three-year-old that wants to cover his arbitration. This dude's hitting his prime, watching all these other guys get three hundred million dollar contracts. He's at least a hundred seventy million dollar. Player. I mean, he's even then, he's still looking for eight years, 134, which is 16.75. Eight years, 134? Yeah. So, I mean, they missed him by three million. Yeah. He's still going to be the highest paid player in Pirates history if he takes that deal. So, like, I don't know what he's looking for. I, yeah, um, he wants to stay with the Pirates. I mean, yeah. so so he wants to leave Pittsburgh because they're never going to contend. Yes, but he is also worth more. He's not worth under a hundred million dollars. I think you know what he might have actually played himself well. Sixteen million—that's exactly what he's worth. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but but if he was sitting free agency at if he was sitting free agency at his twenty twenty one, he I mean that's he's getting paid. Yeah, so what's what's happening right now is the Pirates probably want a King's ransom for him. Yeah. That's what what that's what's happening. That's what's keeping him off. And he's playing. So his his brilliant idea should be, I'm not gonna play, buddy. I'm not playing for you guys. Uh I'll 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 take whatever, but you're just gonna ship me off when you need to. 
Uh, yeah, well, the precedent's gone. And then that I mean, goal. Excuse me, not gone, but the precedent isn't there in, in baseball. It should be. I mean, people have done it now. <clears throat> I don't think about, like, fully sitting out. There have been free agents that haven't signed yet that have done so, not guys that are on, like, a team. And then I don't think there's been, like, a Le'Veon Bell groundbreaker. Le'Veon Bell type thing, yeah. Yeah. Sitting out. Ben Simmons. <laughs> Yeah, he'd be a bit of a trailblazer. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'd love to see it, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, he's still a good player. Like, I remember looking at his year, for instance. He had a 125 wage on created plus this year. George Springer was a center fielder last year. Now he's shifting to right, and he had a 132. So, it's like George Springer's getting paid a bag right now and on a down year, apparently, for Reynolds. He's only, you know, seven less on that number. So he's still a decent with a lot. And he, again, three years left till free agency, which is also why they're asking for the ransom. Yeah, I'm seeing what you're seeing now. I know why you like him because you have him as your number three on your top ten. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. That's I want my Yankees to get him and switch him to left field. That's what I want them to do. And you're defending him because you want the Yanks to get him. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, you're twisting my words entirely. Yeah. Um, I mean, who would I rather have on this list? I can tell you it's not the guy from the Mets. I'd rather have the top three. Would I have five on this list? I'd have Buxton. I'd have Chisholm. I'd have Robert all over him. Buxton commands a lot, though. He, he's got a big contract now. He does. Robert's going to get a big contract. Chisholm's going to get – they're all going to get big well, contracts. he – he, the Robert got the contract. Is it Robert or Robert? I've heard both. I, I've, whatever. It, it's one of the two. I, I apologize to him because uh, he'll listen. But, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he, he signed a uh, uh, an arbitration, like, extension type deal. Like, a Salvador Perez locked me up for, you know, taking advantage of me type deal. So, he, he got that money. But, you yeah, know, I, I would take Buxton over him. Obviously, but like, you know, I, Michael Harris, not yet. But if Michael Harris does that again, probably. Yeah. Julio, yeah. You know, Nimmo, I debate it. Mullins, overrated. Did J-Rod sign, though? J-Rod did sign. He got the big deal. He got a big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way. He's swaggy. Yeah, I mean, Julio got the big deal. With a 146 weighted drunk created plus, 2021 Brian Reynolds, 142. So, like, if Julio's getting that deal, like, that's what I'm saying. Reynolds is definitely doing the right thing here. That's also Julio Rodriguez's first season in the MLB. Yeah, it is. But anyway, all right, let's move on on this. We've already mentioned a few of these guys. At number five from the Baltimore Orioles, Michael Anunziato will be very happy. Eight and a half points. Cedric Mullins. Uh, down year from 2021, where he had 30 home runs, 59 RBIs, 291 average. Everyone fell in love with him. The, the defense was great with the OAA. At 11, he had 30 steals as well. The whole thing was looking great. But you're like, 30 home runs, 59 RBI. That's all solo shots, basically. So let's see if he can replicate it. The home runs were cut in half. Average went down almost 50 points to 258. 64 RBIs, so he actually went up in ribbies with less homers. OBP went down from 360 to 318, um, but he, he the DRS is decent. 
and he had 34 steals. So I think all around player, not that great of a hitter, but you know, he's, he's a good player. No, this is, this is a stereotypical guy that I would love. Um, you know, good defense. He's hitting, he's hitting for a little bit of average, a little bit of power there. Stealing bags, probably lightning fast. I smell, I smell like a Shane Victorino type guy there. Um, where, you know, just obviously terrible team right now. Um, getting better. They're getting better. They might sniff the playoffs. Um, by the way, I have Red Sox fans when I go to Boston telling me they're going to get the playoffs this year. And I said, guys, you're just delusion. They go, this is going to be the year. This is the year where we're like, you know, it's one of those years where they're counting us out before and, you know, we're going to be in there. And I'm like, guys, you guys are going to be battling for fifth place in that division. And you can't tell <laughs> me that. You can't tell yeah. me otherwise. Like, <laughs> I, go, I go, you're not better than the Yankees. And they go, okay, you're not better than the Blue Jays. And they're like, wait a second, wait a second. I was like, all right, stop right there. Stop, stop right there, guys. I don't even like the Blue Jays that much, and they're better than you. But either way, Cedric Mullins, a uh, good player. I would love him on the Phils. Uh, I don't think the Orioles are letting him go anytime soon because uh, young – and he's got, you know, he's pretty much the nah, – I wouldn't say he's the uh, – now that Adley's there, but he was their best player before Adley. Um, and he's definitely, you know, a good little piece for them. So I like him. He's on my top ten, and he's probably right around there, uh, you know, where we have him. Yeah, I mean, the Orioles, if you look at the the future, you've got Jackson Holiday, you've got Gunnar Henderson, you've got Cedric Mullins, you've got Adley Rushman, You've got Ryan Mountcastle, uh, Kyle Stowers coming up this year. They have one other guy I'm forgetting about. That's a lot of young talent. They're coming. Uh, like, and where, then Grayson Rodriguez. Felix Batista, but where is the pitching on the starting rotation side? You're well, relying on Kyle. They, no, no, no. I, I think they're getting there. I really do. They. I was talking with Anunziad. They've got like seven starters right now. Who? Bradish, I mean, like, D.L. Hall. Well, D.L. Hall might not even get in there. D.L. Hall, they're, they're thinking Penn. Ugh, Austin Voth? No, he's kicked out too. Sneaky waiver wire guy. John Means is not coming back fully healthy, though. Well, okay, well, he's in there, though. You've got Cole Irvin from the A's. They signed Kyle Gibson. They Stop. Got, enough. Well, enough. You just hold, made on, hold on. Just, those aren't the good ones. Those, <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Hey. <laughs> those are not the good ones. Uh, the, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm hyping that up like it's good. Uh, but I'll just stop there. I'll just stop there. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> That's nuts. No, who else is there? Uh, who else we got is there? Uh, Dean Kramer. Uh, but he had a good ERA. It was in the threes. He's young. <laughs> He's laughing at me right now. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Those are all. There's not, a, Bruce yeah. there's not a single guy you're drafting for fantasy this year. They're all waiver wire people. Um, <laughs> maybe Bradish. I pick up Bradish anytime he plays. Right. Astros. Um, he, he kills the Astros. Uh, but no, I mean. Maybe you draft Cole Irvin. You're an idiot if you draft Kyle Gibson. Uh, Kyle Gibson, the World Series pitcher. World Series pitcher. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure you want to give out number four. Oh, God. Coming in at number four, uh, the, the nines here is ridiculous. So a mean of nine, Brandon Nimmo. 
for the New York Mets. Phillies killer. I never see this guy get hits against anyone else, and he just goes off against us. Uh, and, you know, he's a guy that just killed me. I see where you have him. I don't agree at all where you have him. Uh, but where is he hitting this New York Mets lineup? I think so. <laughs> he ta- is he near the top? He's got to be near I the think top. they go, yeah, I think they go Nimmo 1, Marte 2. How does he have 64 RBIs in a year where they have 100 wins and, you know, a high-powered offense? How does he only have 64? It's a good question. I mean, if he's hitting leadoff, that would partly explain it. He should still have more. Yeah. I agree with you there. I mean, that's tough. And a negative three DRS is nice to see. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that just kills me. And every time I every time I see him play, he just he does kill the fills. There's no doubt about it. Um, he's a guy that, you know, <laughs> As much as he did kill the Phillies, I would love to see him play in Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> um, and, you know, obviously now, I think he just signed a contract this offseason, right? He was a free agent. Oh, yeah, the eight-year deal. Yeah, he got a lot, though. What'd he get? He, yeah, that's another comparable to Reynolds. That's why he's sitting there. He's like, I'm better than Brandon Nimmo. What'd he get? If he got anywhere near eight-year, 162 mil. Yeah, that's a little bit of Cohen too but um i mean 274 367 obp 134 weighted drunk created 800 ops 6 oaa you know finally played enough games to justify but that's another issue with him is games played for christ i mean look at that was the best 59 55 92 before this yeah no i mean his best season there but again also 2020 he technically played the full season essentially 55 games um Oh, yeah. 144, you know, he gets up there and, you know, was a good little piece for the Mets. For sure. I mean, he's got the talent. 274, you'll take that any day from your center fielder here. Uh, 16 bombs, you know, that's, that's a, you know, a double what he's been doing. Um, he Consistent guy of eight home runs for the past three years before 2022. Um, I, do, I do like the uh, 800 OPS is right around there, um, you know, where you're feeling good, I think, right now for – a center fielder. I say you want to be above that, um, but that's like the good baseline there. I would say uh, the negative three DRS versus the six OAA is interesting. Yeah, I just always wonder about that stuff. It's yeah. like the Mets just not put him in a good position. Yeah, now that's very interesting, and no, no stolen bags for him, huh? <laughs> yeah, not many. Shocking too. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't like him. But, you know, I'd, I'd have him here for sure. All right. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Brandon Nemo four. Number three, this Thank is you. where the list heavily values this year uh, from the Atlanta Braves with 13 and a half points. Michael Harris, the second from the Atlanta Braves. This dude had a, a monster rookie season out of nowhere, came up a good portion of the season, played 114 games total, 297 average, 19 bombs, 64 ribbies. 339 on base, 20 bags, and 8 DRS, 7 OAA. So he comes up and is Julio Rodriguez. I mean, they both had the exact same OPS this year at 853. Uh, So you cannot look at this and say he doesn't have talent or, oh, this came out of nowhere. He ain't going to do this again. That is impressive to come up and do something like that. He was always a top prospect. I see a lot of flack given to him. For some reason, just because I think he was 
relatively unknown from people. I didn't know who he was. Everyone knew who Julio was. So he comes up, does what he does. And it's like, oh, he's already an MVP. Let's give him a bag. You know, the Braves just paid Harris too, I believe, actually, if I'm not mistaken, and gave him one of those rookie long-term deals um, because they looked at it and they're like, we're going to be paying basically nothing for a premium center fielder if he replicates this. And and Michael Harris' side, he's like, I'll take that after 114 games. So mutual deal, really talented young player that they're going to have for a long-ass time. And the Braves, historically, all these years being in the playoffs, they win the World Series. Center field has not been a great position for them over time. Uh, since, like, you know, you go back to Andrew Jones uh, as, like, a star center fielder for them. After that, you got Ender and Ciarte. I think Duvall played center when they won the championship. Or maybe it was Acuna. No, Acuna was out. My bad. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, now it's Harris for the long term. I like this guy a lot. But do it again. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. He's for sure do it again guy. And the reason, um, you know, I think part of the reason why people don't like him, maybe they're, you know, following my side here. I don't like him because he just signed for cheap. Uh, you know, the Braves are have a plethora of the guys where they're just like, okay, you know, you're a great player. You're going to keep being a great player. Let's sign you cheap right now. Um, and they lock you away. It's unbelievable. Um, so, you know, I wish he would would have, you know, given a little resistance and signed for a big contract, you know, kind of create some havoc there for the Braves. Um but a guy, you know, that just played very well in his first year, 297, 19, 20 bags, um, 853 OPS is really good, and 8 DRS, good defensively there. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he did it all for them and was a good piece that actually led them to, you know, obviously be a playoff team. Wasn't scared of him in the playoffs, no doubt about it. Um, didn't didn't do anything against the Phils, and, uh, you know, what else do I have to say? <laughs> uh, Got to do it again for sure. Uh, and, you know, maybe come up a little bit clutch there. But I think part of the reason I don't like him is that, uh, you know, he signed such a team-friendly deal, which you don't see a lot of people doing. And uh, the Braves just have, seems like, every single person on their team, team-friendly. Yeah, you know, so uh, Rory's jealous of the Braves. Let's move on to number two, uh, Seattle. Very, very jealous. I have to sign everyone to a mega contract to keep them. <laughs> yeah, well, man, there you go. All right, number two. From the Seattle Mariners with 14 points. And you know what, Rory? We'll, we'll just loop it in with number one at 16 and a half points with the it factor. So at number two from the Seattle Mariners, Julio Rodriguez. And at number one from the Los Angeles Angels, it's Mike Trout. So starting off with Julio, 284, 28 bombs, 75 ribbies, 25 bags, plus defender in both categories, 146 weighted drunk created plus. He is a superstar, period. Full believer, 100% in Julio. What do you think about him? Oh, God, no. Guy oozes swag. Uh, he was also pretty clutch there in the playoffs as well. This is going to be your one-two for a while, and until, you know, Trout obviously ages out, uh, Julio's going to overtake him at one point, but Trout will still be there. Um, this is going to be your one-two for a while. I think the only thing that's going to change, Trout got to get out of Los Angeles, needs a championship they'll never win. And, uh, you know, it's a guy – what do you got to say? I think he's got to do it again easy. I can't even say do it again because uh, I think he's just got to do it again extremely easily. Uh, 25 stolen bases, good defender. He's doing it all for a team that needs it. And it, obviously they signed him to a big contract. So, you know, they kind of ruined themselves a little bit there. But Seattle, I think, 
has the means to go compete. They need some more pieces to actually win, but he's a guy that's going to be there for a while, and he's going to have, you know, I just think a probably a Ken Griffey-type effect for them uh, where he's just going to keep cruising as long as he stays healthy, as long as, you know, injuries don't derail him. You know, that's obviously always the big thing, but he's a guy that I really enjoy, and uh, like I said, got swag. Got swag and a plethora of it. You'll be adding, you'll be adding the it factor, I think, fairly soon. Wait, no, he didn't win. He didn't. He didn't win Rookie of the Year, right? Oh, he had to have. Did he? You might gotta add the it factor he right had now. To have. Who? Or no, was it Pena? Might have been Pena. <laughs> There's no way, though, based off their offensive stat, that they don't give it based off postseason. <laughs> um, Pena, the Gold Glove as well. Yeah, it was it was Julio. It was Julio. That was Julio. You might have to add that. So you think so? <laughs> I think so. I mean, we were in play. I mean, I, I think he is, absolutely. I just thought it might be premature, but you, you Who know, won they, NL they Rookie of the Year? Huh? Who won NL Rookie of the Year? It's a Harris. Oh, you got out of her both. <laughs> Separated even more. <laughs> <laughs> Did we not add? Obviously, they're both the rookie of the year, so we haven't even come up with this. But think about it this way: Did the Braves beat you at all? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. They and still, the Mariners in the playoff game. You're right. I thought we were just doing awards, so maybe it should just be MVP and Cy Youngs. Remember, it's if you got balls too. I think Julio. There's more Julio argument for Julio. Julio has balls. Harris does not. You're right. I completely agree. Let's leave both of them off the it factor. It wouldn't change their placing anyway, but. Um, Either way, Julio Rodriguez, good to come. Mike Trout, on the other hand, uh, a guy who I'm just all over the place with. I just cannot believe he re-signed with Los Angeles on an extension. Didn't even test free agency. Uh, he Shohei's going to be the first $500 million, all because Mike Trout signed the extension. I would have given him both my testicles if he came to the Phillies. Um, <laughs> it's as simple as that. A uh, guy who hit 100, 119 games, 40 home runs, 80 RBIs. The thing I don't love, which you don't have on the screen here, 139 strikeouts is the most he's had, and he did that in 119 games. Oh, wow. In seasons, in seasons where he's won the MVP, he's had less strikeouts in more games. And so now 139 strikeouts, swinging for the fences there. I don't love that. And obviously, his stolen bases have come down. Dude, he used to be stealing 49 bags on top of doing everything else that he was doing. Uh, obviously, otherworldly, one of the greatest. But Jesus. He, you know, injuries have killed him. Did you know his middle name's Nelson? Oh, my God. Mike Nelson? Michael Nelson Trout? Ugh. Ugh. Eagles fan, so I got to love him, though. Um, I just think he really shot himself in the foot. I don't think he's a... Uh, angel for life uh he really shouldn't be if he wants to win at any point especially if Shohei leaves this offseason um that'll be the story to watch would the angels you know lose both the number one and two best player in the MLB and weren't they number one and two in the top 100 who Shohei and Trout they may have given it to Judge they gave Judge in the top 100 no way they gave Shohei it it was like no, 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 not number one. I think Judge number two. Oh, okay. Um, either Which way, is, I don't agree with either. Yeah. Either way, it's uh, you know, it's a possibility for sure. And I don't think he's a full time Los Angeles Angel. He'd be nuts if he was. 
but you can't deny his greatness. And he'll be he'll be number one here for many more years, uh, just based on who he is. I, I mean, I just think that the the unreal thing about him is is you know we've gone over all these players, <laughs> and for the last four seasons, this dude has had a wobo of over four hundred. And weighted drum created plus the lowest it got was the COVID year at 164. I mean, it's just like it's ridiculous. I mean, he hit 190. Well, 2021, he barely played. So, you know, you can kind of count out 21 entirely. But I mean, th- he's just an unreal player, future Hall of Famer, everything, and future Team USA champ. I know it in my heart. I will First see him win a championship with my own two eyes. First ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Thing is, he just hasn't been the same since, dude, 2016. He hasn't been an everyday player. Uh, that's the last time he got 150 games. And he got 159 in 2016. Uh, ever since then, 140 in 2018, and then 134 in 2019. And obviously 119 this year. He's just injured. It's the same thing. Why are all these center fielders injured all the time? Dude, It's. I think it really is. like. I mean, because it really is a positional thing. Like, it, it's uh, It's the ground, I think. They run a lot. And yeah. they're diving more. What is happening? He played 119 games this year and had 438 at-bats. Oh, dude, it's because he's not walking as much. Yeah. Yeah, dude, whoa. Whoa. Well, I mean, comparatively, though, like... No, this isn't is comparable. In 119 games in 2022, he had 54 walks. And in 2019, I think a year he won the MVP... 134 games, so not even 20 more, 110 walks. That's a 60-walk difference. That's nuts. I mean, so less walks, more Ks. More Ks. Getting older. Even then, I mean, that's he had 19 more Ks in the difference there. Uh, oh, my God. So he's just not seeing the ball as much, and he's just hitting homers. But, I mean, still more homers in 2019 as well. God, yeah, the is- one criticism I can have of them is, other than that stuff, is the defense is average or negative for the last four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except if you're not, if you're taking a guy that's always injured, you're not expecting him to go full, you know, all out, right? No, that's I'm why not- he stopped stealing bases, and like I couldn't care less. But I'm just saying, if you had to pick cares. Yeah. I'm telling you what, the Angels need to make the playoffs this year for Shohei and Trout to stay. Do you agree or disagree? Totally agree. Have to, have, it has to happen this year. They set themselves up terribly pitching-wise, I think. Um, Tyler Anderson is going to be their number one going in. No, Shohei. Oh, Shohei, obviously. But after that, Anderson's two? Yeah. Ugh. The you problem is that like they're going to have to know by July because <laughs> – you got to trade Shohei if if it's over. Where would where would you put Anderson in the Phillies rotation? Uh, I mean, he had a better season than Ranger. After I Ranger, mean, you put ahead had a Walker. I'd say so. Yeah. Well, no, but like, no, because Walker isn't really behind. Ranger, I think they just want to get a lefty in before. I don't think the Phillies want to go righty, righty, righty. No, but I'd put Ranger ahead of Walker. 
So that could be it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be that the Phillies don't want to go righty, 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 and they just like because that's what the Yankees are doing with, uh, or what they would have done with Nestor, and they would have had. Excuse me. They would have. Uh, excuse. Yeah. So that is what they're doing. They're going Cole, Rodon, Severino, and then uh, uh, Nestor at four. And you could say, well, Nestor was better than Severino last year. Well, they can't really go lefty lefty in the rotation. So I don't know. It might be more of a mix matchy thing. But yeah, I mean, you're basically going four lefties, one righty in the rotation. So talk about not combining one side of the of the mound. And the Angels might be going four on one side. Unconventional. One of them's a hitter for you. It, it, it's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, like they're gonna have to know by July. If they if they're if they're gonna be trading or keeping Otani, like you can't let him go for nothing. You cannot do that. What are you gonna trade for Otani? The entire Look at the team. Soto deal, dude. The Soto deal's precedent. No. I you know who you know who got robbed that it was the uh the Turner and Scherzer trade. And who'd they get back? They got like uh Scherzer and Turner and they got back Kiebert Ruiz. Yeah. Keep it really. Josiah Gray and like. Yeah, Josiah Gray. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Not good. But yeah, that's our top 10 center fielders. Um, my personal list, and it differs in terms of the order. And the, the reason why will help understand like why I put, excuse me, in the way that I did. Jazz, I put it 10 because I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be good or not good. He will be higher, I think. I have him at number 10. I put Bader from my Yankees at nine. He doesn't get the points in our system because he didn't play enough. And I think if he does play enough, look at his 2021, 110 weighted drunk created plus, 15 DRS, 14 OAA. He can pick it out there. He had five home runs in the playoffs. That convinces me right there when the whole team couldn't hit except for him. So uh, there's Bader at number nine for me. I have Buxton at eight because the injuries really annoy me. At seven, I have Mullins. Six, I have Robert or Robert. Five, I have Harris. Four, I have Julio. They are at five and four to me because I'm just like, well, Reynolds and Nimmo have done it year in. I mean, that's two straight years for Reynolds of really good. And, like, what if Rodriguez comes in this year and the average goes down 10 points and the OVP goes down 10 points? Suddenly you're looking at a player that's like, well – He's Brian Reynolds. And then it's like, well, Brian Reynolds has done it longer at that point. Then it's three straight years of great performance from Reynolds and three straight years of great performance. So I'm looking at where am I going to be looking at this next year if Julio goes down, if Harris goes down from what they did this year? Because what they did this year are very, very good numbers and it's tough to replicate. I look at Reynolds and Nimmo and I'm like, well, I pretty much know that they're going to be that or better going into 23. So I have Reynolds at three and Nimmo at two, Trout at one. I'm right around there, uh, but I don't – I mean, I think you're – the top of your list is all sorts of messed up. Uh, I think Julio will be too, absolutely. There's no doubting that. I'm I just still think... putting him there. I'm still putting him there. Brandon Nimmo's not sniffing it. I'll... Ugh, and I don't even like putting Brian Reynolds up there. But it sucks that everyone else down here is, like, injured. I would normally if if Buxton was a healthy player every day, he's three. Yeah, yeah, he's three. There's there's no doubt in my mind. Um, he's two. He's two if he's healthy. Might be two. Might be two. Dude, I got a lot of I got a lot of play for J Rod. 
I just I see it in him. Do you not see it in him? Of course. I mean, it's it's it. I mean, I I see it. I mean, home run derby. I mean, it's just like what if he goes down and Reynolds goes back to twenty twenty one, and then Nimmo stays where he is or gets a little bit better. Then they're all basically the same player, technically, just yeah. value different things. I think Nemo's got a lot more to do. He's got to play a lot again. And yeah, he does. But he's not going to hit 290 and play 140 games. Uh, what about the shift? What about the shift? They're putting outfielders in, in set, instead. Not Joey for Gallo. No, that's for, that's for the Joey Gallows of the world. They yeah. are not doing that for every lefty. Joey Gallo almost crapped his pants when he first looked and he saw left field was playing behind second base. It was like, what the heck was going on there? They got to they gotta take that away, too. You can't do that. I agree. If there's no shift, there's no shift. You can't put a left fielder uh, in the playing on the clay at second base. That's nuts. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. That's like me and that, – that, that was like me and softball. And, and just slow-pitch softball, I'd go <laughs> – I'd be in right field, and if someone weak was at the plate, I'd just go play second base. Add a second base from there. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, yeah, they gotta switch it. Yeah. They gotta switch it. But either way, I mean, next week's next week's the list. That's the the one the marquee game here. Uh, right field, you got the boys, you know, going all for it. You know, our favorite players up there, right at the top, um, and you got a lot of swagger behind them. It's uh, it's it's so interesting. The bottom is interesting, but but right field's the marquee one that you guys are gonna want to see. So pay attention next week. Yes, absolutely. We will be fighting with each other for sure. Uh, it's gonna get heated, and it'll be a fun time. We'll also have some WBC games to review at that point. After maybe even the whole pool play at that point of the first round. So we'll see. And then after right field. I'm not. We're not going to do a full entire pod for the DHs, so I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm either going to jam it at the end of right field, where we just kind of are like, okay, we're done with hitters now, and I'm just going to list the ten because we're gonna we're gonna rate them differently because they we're not going to put defensive stats in there for them. So I'm going to add like OPS plus as a value just just for like something else. And then a, a second category to like even it all out in terms of like eligible categories. Um, but we'll jam that list at the end of a right field pod or something like that. But then we got starting pitchers. And then I don't know if we're going to do relief pitchers. We could, just depends on what time we have. So we'll see, uh, you know, season previews, all that stuff as well. So uh, we'll see and we'll update you guys as we go along. You can follow Rory on Twitter at rtetabernai, me on Twitter at Strictly Sports P and on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. You can listen to this podcast on any podcast platform. And for this edition of Strictly Baseball, for Rory Tenemer, I am Jacob Brown, and we will see you next week for Top 10 Right Field.